millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, Alarmy! Before we dive into this episode, we want to make sure that you've heard the big news: the Alarmist has joined Patreon. Patreon subscribers will get access to our content ad-free, as well as be able to listen to our discussion and final verdict in our Aftermath episodes. We'll also be putting out additional bonus content and other fun stuff. So come join us at patreon.com slash The Alarmist. We'll also include a link to the Patreon in our show description. So join us on Patreon. We're excited to have you come on board. And now on to our episode. I was born with a special gift, the ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing, and that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today, we're discussing the affair of Charles and Camilla. Here's what you need to know. Camilla Shand was born on July 17, 1947, in London. Her father was a British army officer and wine merchant, 
and her mother was a member of the British aristocracy. Camilla and her siblings grew up in the company of royals. She attended posh schools in London and finishing schools in Switzerland. In 1970, then 23-year-old Camilla was officially introduced to the young Prince Charles by a mutual friend during a polo match at Windsor Great Park. The two instantly connected over their love of polo, horses, and the outdoors. During their first meeting, Camilla mentioned that her great-grandmother, Alice Keppel, had a long-term affair with King Edward VII. She said, quote, My great-grandmother was the mistress of your great-great-grandfather. I feel we have something in common. The pair started dating shortly after. Charles and Camilla's relationship blossomed as the young prince set off to woo her at various polo matches. On the weekends, the couple would spend time at Broadlands, an estate owned by Charles's great-uncle, Lord Mountbatten. Just before Charles left to serve in the Royal Navy, the couple split up. While away, Charles learned that Camilla was engaged to Andrew Parker Bowles, an army cavalry officer that she had previously dated on and off for five years. Charles and Andrew incidentally knew each other as Andrew had previously dated his sister, Princess Anne. Charles begged Camilla not to go through with the wedding, but on July 4, 1973, Camilla and Andrew were married. After their nuptials, Camilla and Andrew remained close friends with Charles. They even asked Charles to be their eldest child's godfather. In 1977, Charles met 16-year-old Diana Spencer while he was dating her older sister, Sarah. It is believed during this time, Charles was also reigniting his relationship with the married Camilla, now Camilla Parker Bowles. Three years later, Charles officially began dating Diana, who by then was 19, after the two crossed paths again and had a deep conversation about Lord Mountbatten's untimely death. Charles and Diana were engaged six months later on February 6, 1981. The couple gave a special interview, and when asked by the interviewer if they were in love, Diana blushed and said, Of course. Of course. While Charles replied, Whatever in love means. <laughs> Whatever love means. An estimated 750 million people watched Prince Charles and Diana's wedding around the world on July 29, 1981. Camilla and Andrew attended the ceremony. It would later be reported that right before her wedding, Diana had found an engraved necklace from Charles intended for Camilla and was devastated. This set the young royal's marriage off to a rocky start. But it wasn't until 1986 that the affair between Charles and Camilla was believed to have started. By then, Diana had given birth to their two sons, Prince William and Prince Harry. Yet the affair continued, and to Diana's dismay, it became somewhat of an open secret. In July 1992, Andrew Morton released his book, Diana, Her True Story, based on the princess's taped recordings. One of its explosive revelations was that of Charles and Camilla's affair. Shortly after the book was released, on December 9, 1992, Charles and Diana announced their separation. Buckingham Palace insisted that there was no call for divorce and that the royals would continue to perform certain duties together. Meanwhile, Camilla was routinely seen at Charles's country house, Highgrove. In January of 1993, a leaked phone conversation from 1989 between Charles and Camilla was published in an Australian tabloid magazine. The scandal, known as Camillagate, 
or tampon gate, took the affair to a shocking new level after it exposed the pair's sexual banter with Charles, telling Camilla he would like to, quote, live inside her trousers. He then joked that he would most likely be transformed into her tampon. The story was international news. In an effort to restore Charles's declining public image, documentarians were hired to follow him for a year. In an interview with filmmaker Jonathan Dimbleby in 1994, Charles is asked if he was faithful and honorable during his marriage to Diana. He replied, Yes, absolutely. Until it became irretrievably broken down. Us both having tried. When asked about Camilla, he referred to her as a long-term friend and one that would continue to be in his life. A couple months later, on January 11, 1995, Camilla and Andrew announced that they intended to divorce. The media and the public awaited in anticipation to see what Diana and Charles would do next. In the now-famous 1995 BBC interview with Martin Bashir, Diana was asked if Camilla was a factor in the breakdown of her marriage. The princess replied, Well, there were three of us in this marriage, so it was a bit crowded. Diana and Charles divorced on August 28, 1996, just one year before her death. Fun Facts, a.k.a. Death Stats Diana and Charles only met up 13 times before he proposed to her. According to Charles's autobiography, he claims the affair began in 1986. In 1997, Diana died tragically in a Paris car crash along with her boyfriend, Dodi Fayed. Charles and Camilla became engaged almost 35 years after they first met. Charles and Camilla shared their first public kiss in 2001. They tied the knot in a civil ceremony on April 9, 2005 at Windsor Guildhall. The coronation of King Charles III and Queen Camilla took place at Westminster Abbey on May 6, 2023. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. And our very special guest today is Kristen Meinzer. Hi, Kristen. Hey, thank you so much for having me back. I always love being on the show. We are so excited to have you back, particularly for this topic, as you know, it feels like we have an expert on <laughs> on the show. Um, and I just want to tell our listeners that Kristen has a new podcast out. It's called The Daily Fail, and it's about the royals and tabloid culture. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about the show? Yes. So in all of my years of covering the Royals professionally, I've been covering them, I've been covering them professionally since William and Kate got married. Um, I have been exposed to many, many, many tabloid stories, which are problematic, to put it politely, um, mm. classist, oftentimes racist, to put it bluntly, misogynistic, mm. and so on. And so I I have come to have a lot of thoughts about tabloid culture and about how uh, the news is reported in the tabloids. And so I launched this new podcast called The Daily Fail, which is about tabloid culture. It's oftentimes about the royals. It's oftentimes about why women, why we're old and fat and ugly, and we all just need to be on a crash diet. Mm. And this is what's wrong with us. Um, it's about all of the above. And so, and it's about a lot of the things you talk about on your show too, you know, just like correcting the public record, <laughs> calling people the task who should be called the task. <laughs> oh yeah. Join Join the army. 
Yes. <laughs> I wish you I had your title. own tabloid. <laughs> Kristen, oh. your tabloid would be great. Oh my gosh, my tabloid would be like scolding a lot of people who have way too much power. That would be the whole thing. Just me like shaking my fist. <laughs> um, so, Kristen, we like to start off the show by asking our guests, what is something that's recently alarming you? What's something that's keeping you up at night? Oh gosh, well, I hate to get dark here. Normally when I'm on your show, I come up with something really fun that's alarming oh. me. But, you know, a few days ago in New York City, we had this devastating wildfire smoke and it has mm-hmm. now hit the center of the U.S. So my friends and family back in Minneapolis are dealing with it now. But when it was in New York, I kid you not, at 2 p.m. in the afternoon, it was literally pitch black in my apartment where I had to have every light on to see. And this is normally a time of day where sunlight is just streaming into my apartment. Mm-hmm. And that's not good. There's something really wrong with the world when that's happening. It's not good. Yeah. I actually happened to be uh, out in Long Island. I I was shocked at how apocalyptic it felt. Yes. Yeah. And I went out and I saw the sun and I told my nephew, oh, look, it's a blood moon. And he was like, it's the middle of the day. I was like, oh, (laughs) you're right. It looked like a blood moon, though. You're not wrong. It looked like that. It was terrifying. Um, So more to worry about, more to keep us up at night. Hopefully, our lungs will have survived that um, terrible smoke. I mean, it really felt like you needed to go out with a gas mask or something like that. I mean, Um, your um, AC filters. Oh, good I've call. read for a lot of New Yorkers who have like window units, if you pull out your your filter, it's got oh. extra sooty from all the stuff in the air. So if you haven't. Good tip. That's, that's a, good a great tip. tip. Okay. So that's what we're doing when, when, once we hop off the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's dive in because there's so much to discuss, right? Um, what an, uh, you know, one of the biggest affairs of all time. I mean, royal affairs are are not uncommon. The royalty, particularly the British royalty, has had affairs since the one can remember. But they love sleeping around. Yes, they, they do. do. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like us. <laughs> just <I> like us. <laughs> But I mean, this this one is this has caught the attention of uh, the public for years and years and years. And now the fact that she's actually the queen. I know. It side piece on the throne. Yep, side piece on the throne. <laughs> side piece. But on really, the it's throne. like she would have like if maybe I'm just way too far ahead. But like she should have just been that all along, right? Like if that's who she he was in love with, like. Why not just yeah? Have if her- Charles had a spine, oh, we'll get to that later. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. My hand here. here we go. <laughs> the fireworks are starting already. I'm gonna get my popcorn well, out. For should this we one. dive into that aspect of it? I mean, I don't want to start off by putting the queen on the board. This is—I don't even have her on my list. But now that you say it, why not? Why not? I mean, that's yeah. a bold first option for the board. I kind of love it. So with the queen or Char- Charles? No, I was going to no start Charles. with Charles, but perhaps the queen as well. Okay. For, um, because like Kristen uh, implied, you know, the, they were in love from yes. the, the very first time they met, which I believe was in 1972. Yeah. Uh, and hats off early. to Camilla because she had a very slutty come online. She really 
What was, what was her line? She said to Charles, did you know that my great-great-grandmother was the mistress to your great-great-grandfather? Perhaps <laughs> we should continue the tradition or something along those oh lines. My oh, my God. Yes. It's amazing. And it's like, hold on. Does that mean we're cousins? And then at that point, everyone's like, yes, because we all know they are. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I made up that last part. They probably didn't say that out loud, but we all right. know it's the truth. People we all know it. they're yeah, cousins, yeah. right? We're thinking of it. At least. <laughs> so they they were in love. They had this very uh, t- tumultuous start to their relationship. He goes off to the Navy. She comes he when he comes back, she's already married. She's been or engaged to uh, Andrew Parker Bowles. And they, you know, I, a part of it. I believe they they did this in the crown. They showed this in the crown where he wanted to be. Official. He wanted to make his relationship with Camilla official before he went off to the Navy. And he was told to hold back, to give it time. And Mm -hmm. he just went along with it. So he could have done something to convince the the royals or or specifically his mother that he was in love with this person. He really wanted to be with them, but he didn't. No, he did not. He did not stand up for his love. He, you know, kind of... um, got a little uh, floppy about his desires. Um, I don't know if floppy is the right word, but it's a word I think of a lot when I think of King Charles. Like, <laughs> eh, you're kind of floppy. You're not, you're not, you're not somebody who stands with fortitude for what you believe in. You're kind of like, eh, yeah, you're kind of floppy. And he could have stood up for his love. He, he could have said, Camilla, wait for me when I come back from my service. I, I I want to take this to the next level. He could have done a lot of things. And instead, he just kind of left her hanging. So of course, she moved on. Um, Kristen, do you know, can you remind me who's not as uh, familiar, but why, what was the big hubbub about Camilla? Like, why would the family oppose him professing his love with to, you know, and her being part of the family at the time? Well, there has been a lot of speculation of what it may or may not have been about. Um, It was certainly not about her standing in the aristocracy because she Mm. was an aristocrat herself. She definitely came from the polo and garden party set. It wasn't that, but a lot of the speculation has been that she was not pure. She was not Mm. virginal. She was experienced and knew what she liked. God forbid a woman have desires and Mm. play out those desires and enjoy her body. But um, that's been one of the uh, widely speculated reasons, especially when compared to Diana, who was considered suitable. She was a teenage virgin. Look at that. A teenage virgin. Versus... So gross. Ew. I know. You know, the last thing I want to go out with a teenage virgin. <laughs> God, Unless you're also worst. a teenage virgin, because then you're like, we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, then by all means, you know, <laughs> go figure yes. it out. Or unless yes. you're Listeners, if you are a teenage virgin, other virgin's fine. <laughs> 32-year-old next in line to the throne's not. No. 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 It's no, no. not. Well, so the, my reasoning for putting the queen up, it's for these, uh, you know, uh, expectations that she had for Charles. So I do think we need to put her up, but let's put Charles up on the board as well, obviously. This is from Reader's Digest. Although Diana and Camilla were initially friends, repeating incidents continued to feed Diana's suspicions about a potentially clandestine romance. Charles and Camilla supposedly had nicknames for each other, Fred and Gladys. Two weeks before he married Diana, Charles had gifted a a personalized bracelet to Camilla, a blue disc with G and F on it. 
He was also seen wearing gold cufflinks engraved with interwoven C's to a formal dinner. His clear affections for Camilla understandingly stirred skepticism and jealousy for Diana, and she even told her sisters she couldn't go through with the wedding. To that, they told her she had no choice. Sally Bedell Smith claims in her biography, Prince Charles, The Passions and Paradoxes of an Improbable Life, that Charles even cried the night before his wedding as he couldn't get over his infatuation with his ex-girlfriend, Camilla Parker Bowles. According to her personal account, Diana reports she once overheard Charles talking to Camilla on the phone while he was in the bath. After hearing him tell her, whatever happens, I will always love you, Diana confronted Charles about the relationship. His response... The two had a filthy row. As if it's not heartbreaking enough, the princess also revealed that she witnessed a photograph of Camilla falling out of Charles's diary. So it just feels like he was always in love with Camilla and he should have just never married Diana. But he was, like you said, just too weak to stand up for himself. Too floppy, too flim flammy. That's what Flop, he was. Floppy Charles should be up on the board, right? We have. <laughs> I don't have it listed that way, but we can. I can Let's certainly do it. amend Let's it. Let's go for it. <laughs> so perhaps we can also talk about his heartbreak or his ability to move on from Camilla. Why was he so stuck on her? Um, this is from today, according to Juniors. Juner's Camilla biography, Charles has left, was left heartbroken when he learned his former flame was promised to another. Juner explained, It seemed to him particularly cruel, he wrote in one letter, that after such a blissful, peaceful, mutually happy relationship, fate had decreed that it, would, it should last a mere six months. This is from the New York Post. I remember saying to my husband, why is this lady around? He said, I refuse to be the Prince of Wales that never had a mistress. She said in the dock, she said in the dock, Diana even requested a meeting with the queen regarding the affair. I went to the top lady. I was sobbing and I said, what do I do? I'm coming to you. What do I do? She said, I don't know what you should do. Charles is hopeless and that's it. That was help. Diana recalled. So this is her experience going to the, asking the queen for help guidance and this we come to a lot is this this sort of lack of autonomy it seems like these people have that they're sort of operating under these very strict confines and their gilded cages um yeah because when you are a member of the firm this isn't just your family mm -hmm. this is your job like can you imagine living at your job and <laughs> your boss is your mom and like your house is your mom's and <laughs> your clothes your mom bought for you. Like everything is your mom's in this terrible family business. It, it's just the worst. Like, oh, I hate this family business. I can't leave it because it's also my family and right. my business. Yes. Yeah. So maybe family business should be on the board because I a lot love of this, that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They say don't go into business with your family. And this is, I think, where this stems from. <laughs> This is a great example of why not to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was going to say someone else who I think some people might want to put on the board. I'm not saying everybody here would want to, but I'm sure some people would think that Andrew Parker Bowles, how convenient that he just swooped right in when Charles goes off to do his military service. And, you know, you did not waste any time, Mr. Parker Bowles. Mm -hmm. And their situation was very messy. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he was a total sleep around, too, the whole time they were together. 
so let, let's like, again, I don't want to slut shame no, anyone. I think, <laughs> like, I think you're like, absolutely your right. Life, do it. You know, I, yeah. I've, I've lived my best slutty life. I'm not trying to mm-hmm. put down anyone else who does it, but <laughs> he was really, really specific about his timing and how he went in there and got it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So let's explain a little bit too about the, the drama that ha- was behind the scenes that involved Andrew Parker Bowles in the beginning. So Camilla was dating Andrew Parker Bowles Mm -hmm. on and off. Andrew Parker Bowles started dating Princess Anne for Mm -hmm. on on their off time, right? That would be Charles's slightly younger sister. sister. Yes. Oh, right, right. And perhaps it's speculated that Camilla, in order to get back at Andrew Parker Bowles. Oh, boy. Thought, why don't I have a fling with Charles, the sister Hmm. of the woman that Andrew Parker Bowles is currently dating. So, and that's oh, when... Oh, yeah. You think you can date the princess? I'm going to date the future king and see yeah. him. Right. She one-upped him. <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> so, before we... I want to talk about Andrew Parker Bowles and his... How he reacted to the affair. But I also... Before we do that, we do need to put Camilla up on the board. Sure. Okay. Oh, of course. Yes. Because she's still not up there. And that's people are going to be screaming at me <laughs> while they're driving. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> this is from the New York Post. In an interview with the Mail on Sunday, Camilla opened up about how she was treated by the media and the public when the news of the affair with Charles broke. She said, I couldn't really go anywhere. It was horrid. It was deeply unpleasant. It was a deeply unpleasant time, and I wouldn't want to put my worst enemy through it. I couldn't have survived it without my family. This is from Cosmopolitan. Meanwhile, biographer Penny Juner wrote, So when Camilla was introduced to Charles and he thought she was pretty special, and she thought Andrew's at the moment off with Princess Anne, you know, her brother, teach, let me teach Andrew a lesson. So she had a fling with Charles. Mm. A little back and forth here. Later on, Camilla felt like a victim, right? Because she was exposed. Mm-hmm. But she She's not a victim. She's not. Oh my God. <laughs> Come on. Oh no, people people got mad at me after I uh did the fuck around part and then I found out. Like right. she fucked around and then she found out and she didn't like the find out part. Excuse yes. my language. You can bleep me out. No. <laughs> we don't bleep shit on this podcast. <laughs> this is an explicit episode. Mm-hmm. Bring it on. Oh, it's just gonna get worse. We haven't even got the camp on yet. <laughs> well, we're getting to the t- we're close to the tampons. I mean, why don't we talk about Camilla Gate right now? Okay. Can you, it's nice you call it Camilla Gate instead of Tampon Gate. I always so, call it Tampon Gate. Yeah, Tampon Gate. <laughs> and it, I mean, don't get me started because there was also a Diana. Wasn't there a Diana Gate? It's always a woman gate. It's never mm. the Charles Gate. Why isn't it the Charles Gate? Anyway. I think we know why. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very conveniently, the men get away with it all. They're just right. victims. They're just victims of conniving women. <laughs> so true. Very true. Um, can you explain to our listeners what tampon gate is, Kristen? Oh, so after Charles and Camilla, um, you know, had to say their goodbyes and Charles got married to his teenage virgin bride and they knocked out a couple of kids. 
oh, thank goodness, the air and the spare are born. Now I can go back to sleeping with who I really want to sleep with, Camilla. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just going to sleep with her. I'm going to have dirty talk with her on the phone at all times. I'm going to take vacations with my family close to where she's taking vacations so I can sneak off on my family and, you know, spend time with my mistress. And did I mention again, the phone calls, so many phone calls, and those phone calls were attempts at what I would call dirty talk, not actually what the rest of us probably would find sexy or dirty. Included <laughs> among those conversations were, uh, it was revealed after phones were tapped. I don't approve of tapping phones, but um, their phones were tapped and the world got to hear the conversation that came to be known as Tampon Gate, where Charles said he would like to live forever inside of Camilla's pants and um, thus eventually perhaps would be reincarnated as a tampon. <laughs> Everybody who is on this call right now knows that a tampon doesn't actually live forever. It eventually disintegrates and or turns into a ball of bacteria. You do not want that inside of you forever yes. in a body cavity. No. no it's Charles. only, I mean, yeah, it would only be like eight hours max. So at the yeah. most, at yeah. the very most. Yeah. I mean, even if it's super absorbent, I mean, right. Right. Yeah. it exactly. just speaks to his, uh, his ignorance, I guess, on how <laughs> yes. He really needed to be schooled. He doesn't get it. She's like, Charles, let me have a talk with you. Do you let think me explain it was... some things about the woman's body? Yeah. <laughs> you think it was a bad joke or a bad bit gone wrong, you know? Like that he just was kind of making like a half joke that wasn't very funny? I hope so for his sake. I mean, right. that's what I hope for his sake. But I don't I hope so too. Know. But I don't know because also, you know. They live in a different universe than the rest of us. None of them have last names. They're, they are so posh. Charles <laughs> right. doesn't even have a last name. Right. They're from a different universe. They're from boarding school world. They're from a world where dressage is a perfectly acceptable career path. If you don't mm -hmm. know, dressage is horse dancing. Right. Mm -hmm. They're not like the rest of us. No. And thus, I don't know if they laugh at the same things that we would That's laugh at. so true. That's such a <laughs> good point. I, I really, I can't get past the fact that they don't have last names, that they just pick where, like I was reading at one point, I, I was reading a, a little bit about uh, Prince William when he was going to school and, you know, when he met Kate and his name was just like a bunch of names. And then they added, they tagged on whales at the end just to give mm -hmm. him. Yep. Yep. A temporary last name? Because <laughs> he was the son of the Prince of Wales? Yeah. At the yeah. time? So it's so weird. It is really weird. They're not like us. No. Rebecca we, of Los Angeles. Mm. Like, that would that would just... Uh, it, or you'd I need know. your title. You'd have to be, you know, like the Duchess, Duchess Rebecca. Her Royal Highness... Or, her Royal Highness Rebecca of Los Angeles. Just like, lady, it's so weird. <laughs> just, to, just, just to go back to this, uh, to the tampon gate and mm -hmm. to put something on the board in, in this realm. Do, yeah. you know, there's something obviously unique about Charles and his, uh, I guess you would call, not to sex shame here, uh, Charles, uh, no last name, but we, we do want to narrow in on what's to blame for the affair with him and Camilla. But like, obviously they had, maybe they had this shared, sense of humor, sense of sexuality, this sort of chemistry, which nobody else could kind of tap into or mm -hmm. satisfy for each other. Mm. Is there something yeah. like, a, like a shared kink? Or like can a we put sexual like a, connection? Yeah. Like, like yeah. a weird I mean, sexual it's connection. Soulmate? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like, a nice soulmate way. is the word, but some sort of just like animalistic mm. sexual energy that cannot be controlled by space, time, or reason. Mm. Yes. Let's put, all, let's put, put that, that, in, put whole that phrase exactly. In. Yeah, <laughs> you got to say that animalistic again. sexual energy that can't be controlled by space, time, or reason. <laughs> yes, yes. Should we also mention the tabloids here at this point? Because the tabloids, yes. they were the ones who tapped the phones. They were the ones that fed the narrative. They were the ones that turned what Charles and Camilla saw as true love into something tawdry, into an affair. They framed it a certain way. Maybe, you know, as Harry has said for years now, maybe the tabloids are the real enemies here. Maybe it's not anybody in the family. I like how Kristen's getting her own personal agenda in here onto the alarmist board. Absolutely. (laughs) It's well-deserved, though. They they 100%. were definitely they they were definitely I mean again like you said they shouldn't have been tapping people's phones that should have been a private conversation between the two of them mm-hmm. it should and, have been the rest of us never should have had to have been exposed to that but no we, we don't want we're it we're not asking it for now. it <laughs> <laughs> but the people well I guess it was good for sales right people laid it up so it's mm-hmm. the more people buy it the bigger your your numbers are you're going to keep reporting on that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. So do we blame yeah. the public for... Oh, for ooh, wanting it? Interesting. For wanting it? Insatiable interesting. For gossip. Oh, the I mean, appetite there's some for royal trash is real. Yes. Yeah. I like that yes. appetite for royal trash. Public appetite for royal yep. trash. Yeah. 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 Another strike against Andrew Parker Bowles, going back to him, okay. is that he was totally fine with this affair while this while she's having this conversation with mm-hmm. charles he's just like downstairs because oh, he was asleep around too he was sleeping with everybody too yeah so you think that his sense of just his just sense of like you know laissez-faire um mm. sleep with whoever you think that contributed to this happening like yes. maybe if he was more like you're my woman and I don't want anyone else to have you and I don't want anyone else to have a piece of this. If he was more like, let's just be for each other, baby, then Camilla maybe <laughs> wouldn't have run off with Charles, you think? Maybe. it's, But I, I a part of me also feels like he might have liked that she was <gasps> having an affair with mm. the future king. Oh. Like, doesn't that give him status? Because it's not like my wife is having an affair. Like, how boring. What if it was a a doctor or an accountant or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, maybe it's not as cool, but or maybe he had a, a cuckolding kink, you know, mm. like but- I like the idea of my woman, you know, talking dirty with somebody who's rich and powerful. Like, yeah. I mean, maybe he was into that thing. And in all fairness, like whatever, whatever is fine within a couple, that's that's fine. Whatever the arrangement is, yeah. As long mm-hmm. as all parties are consenting, I think. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. yeah we, we live in a mo- in modern day. It makes you wonder if if Charles and Camilla, or Charles, sorry, Camilla and Andrew would have been a happy poly couple, um, too. Mm. Maybe. So maybe in it's mo- society's like a uh, need for. Uh, what do you call it? Just like puritanical sex. Yes, puritanical for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's very British in a way. Did you say, Kristen, how did you say puritanical what? Sex culture. Sex culture. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I I would say Americans definitely have some puritanical sex culture too. We have some real religious zealots in this country and our early white settlers here 
they were kind of bananas. They were mm-hmm. they were actually called Puritans for a reason, right? Because yeah. they were weird. <laughs> it, we, we, we talk about this a lot, and a lot of these especially American-based um, tragedies that happen, that we, we, this often comes up. Yeah. yeah. What about the cheating gene? <gasps> the cheating gene. You're that's for the board? <laughs> well, that was, like Kristen said, that's what, that was Camilla's first so, sort of opening yeah. salvo, right? I don't know. I mean, this I don't have no scientific proof, but is it possible that there's a such thing as a cheating, a cheating gene? gene? Hmm. Or, the, I mean, this is from the New York Post, so this is as uh, unscientific as it gets. But uh, this <laughs> <laughs> excerpt says, her great-grandmother... Alice Keppel was the mistress of his great-great-grandfather, King Edward VII, from 1898 until Edward's death in 1910. So pretty long stretch for a mistress, a a royal Mm -hmm. mistress. Keppel was just 29 years old, and King Edward VII was 57 when they started their love affair. The royal mistress Jean was in Camilla's blood. Her great-grandmother, Alice Keppel, was for 12 years until his death a chief favorite of King Edward VII, Brown wrote. Penny Junor wrote in her 2017 biography, The Duchess, that when Lucia made the introduction, she joked, now you two be very careful. You've got genetic antecedents. Careful, careful. (laughs) (laughs) So... Perhaps a joke, but perhaps it's perhaps it's in their like bloodline. To me, I feel just hearing that I feel more um, excited about putting like the myth of monogamy on the board than a a cheating gene, Um, because I just feel like I guess that goes back to the this like whole puritanical idea. But it's like you know this idea that like there's one person for you in the world and you'll never have an attraction or relationship with anybody else is kind of pretty rigid and limiting and unrealistic. Let's do it. Just me. I like it. But by the way, by the way, just a little bit of research here. There's a gene, the DRD4 gene. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. (gasps) Studies have shown that people with a certain variant of the DRD4 gene may be more likely to seek out new and exciting experiences, including sexual experiences. Mm. Oh, so the the cheating gene is real. It could be real, like because it's a dopamine neurotransmitter a dopamine receptor. And so dopamine, motivation, reward, I don't know. There's some... So, so they just couldn't help it. They science. both have this gene. It's possible. <laughs> My so, response to that is it's only cheating though if you feel like you have to sneak around and you can't have an open conversation about your desire ooh. to have other sexual experiences outside of the relationship. That's true. That's but semantics. in this instance, yeah, you're right. You're right about that. Because I don't think between her and Andrew, it would have been technically as thrilling, you know, the, the, because if he was okay with it and he was cheating himself, right. then, uh, they probably had some kind of arrangement. But it, it was thrilling because he was cheating. And right. the, the, the thrill yeah. of the two of them getting caught and exposing that to the world because the tabloids were on them must have been. I mean, whatever that would be very exciting for them. Your royals are sneaking around like you could get caught. The consequences that must have been. And your teenage wife hates it. She's already made clear she's not into it. Yeah. Yeah. What do we call that? 
uh, the thrill. Risk, it's like almost like t- risky like, behavior. T- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I like it. laughs> yes, the thrill of the risk, the mm-hmm. secretive. I also, this is. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're probably going to cut this, but I'll just tell you guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> tell but there's a gay man. Like but back in the day when I was like not fully out and it was and it felt more taboo than it does nowadays, like the like experience of doing something that was so despised was kind mm. of really exhilarating. Mm. Interesting. I mean, because you're like the fear of getting caught was like, oh, th- we because it was so forbidden, mm-hmm. it made right. the passion was really elevated whoa which i would imagine was similar to like people back in the day like in settler time like the settler times when it's like you know the risk of wearing like the scarlet letter if you got caught being like the passion of knowing how bad and forbidden this is like maybe makes you do things is it yeah i don't know is it the high stakes then? Yeah. It, it's Be- the it's the um deliciousness of forbidden fruit, right? It's so delicious. <laughs> so forbidden. So forbidden, so delicious. Yeah. I also want to talk about a lack of love that Charles I think I feel like had. Like a lack of love toward Diana and oh, yeah. and, and and a lack of compassion and kindness that he showed towards her. Uh, yeah, I mean, who, even in the very beginning, when they first did their engagement interview, and the interviewer's like, "Oh, yes, you know, what's it like to be in love?" And she's like, "Oh, it's just great. I love him so much." Mm. And then, and then they cut to Charles saying, "Whatever love is, <laughs> right? <laughs> like this right. is this is your big splashy introduction as fiancés to the world is to just like, eh, I clearly don't love her. I'm just doing this. What? Come what on, it- dude." It does. I mean, if you want to take them literally, which I like to do when people say things, <laughs> maybe he really doesn't know what love means. Right. I mean, he doesn't have a, a, a huge, um, uh, uh, what do you call role model in, in terms of sure. what that should yeah. look and like. And he's also sort like. of having a nod about his situation right, or towards his situation of he only has so many sort of choices. I know, but bro, like it goes back to kindness and compassion. Right. Yeah. You could say he's a sociopath, but he does really love Camilla, right? That seems to be the one thing that's like tried and true and like pretty, I guess, has some depth for him. Mm-hmm. He seems very committed to her. Yes, I will mm-hmm. say that. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she might be just outstanding in bed. She might be somebody <laughs> he loves to talk to. I don't know. Um, but there's something there with those two. There's a I connection. Mean, I think I know that we are kind of like digging on the scan of it all, but I think that kind of speaks to like a, like a soulmate or like a real, like a best mm-hmm. friend kind of quality that like, you feel like perhaps Camilla sees him like he feels nobody else can, especially in a world of Royals where he feels like he's on display. Yeah. Or is this That's- just stubbornness where it's like, ah, oh, shit, I imploded this whole family. <laughs> now I have to stick this out forever. <laughs> i'm not saying that's the case but you know it it does happen sometimes where it's like oh damn i got caught cheating i guess i have to stay with this terrible person i've been cheating with now that's interesting you think she might have doubled down saving face by sticking it out she is trouble in lots of ways she's very duplicitous in certain ways harry says in his memoir that you know Charles and Camilla have had no problems feeding stories to the tabloids that throw mm. Harry and 
Uh, also, William under the bus. Uh, they have no problems throwing their kids slash stepkids under the bus. And Camilla's new PR rep is a former executive editor at the Daily Mail. So hmm. she has decided to get into bed with the Daily Mail, the same publication that's in a lawsuit with Harry and has compromised Harry's safety and privacy for decades now. That's who she chose to have as her PR team. That's super sketch. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. It doesn't, I can't imagine that that helps her relationship with her (laughs) step sons. (laughs) No. No. She's not concerned about it at all, which it it, it is. She does come off to me as a bit of a selfish person out Mm. for herself. Yeah. And especially, did you see that smirk on her face as she was being crowned during the coronation? Charles looks like he's about to cry the whole time. And she's like, yes, check it out. Look at this crown on my head, everybody. Yeah. Look who's on the throne now. So I, I we're almost out of time for putting things up on the board. But I do want to put up Charles's jealousy. Or maybe it's like <gasps> Diana's yes. star power was too much for Charles to mm. handle. He's so insecure. He's a very insecure man. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So this is from the National Post. Camilla is the anti-Diana, said uh, Diana Pacombe, Professor Emerita at and. Uh, in contemporary social and political theory at the University of Ottawa, the way Camilla slipped into the limelight through scandal for her romance with Charles during his marriage to Diana in indelibly marked her in the public's eye. The greater irony is that while Camilla was the famous third person in Diana's life with Charles, Diana remains the third person in Camilla's life with Charles. The salient event of the, of this lady's life is Diana, said Pacombe of Camilla. Diana is an echo that will never go away. Diana, we all know, she was a person who didn't accept to play the game and rules they imposed on her. Camilla is very aware of her place and her role and will be playing it by the book. She's very low profile. She's the royal wife that the people who are in power will like to have because she doesn't make waves. She's not a person who shines. She fits much better in the room. She will fit proper. She's convenient. Damn. Mm. What a compliment. Convenient. Um, (laughs) Ouch. Um, Also, unfortunately, I mean, it's true she doesn't ever take attention away from Charles. But part of that is because Diana was so young and so blonde and looked so much like a model. And so we live in a youth-obsessed world. And so mm. they would be on tours around the world and everybody would be like, look at this pretty 19-year-old. Oh my God, look at how pretty she is. And Charles just, he, yeah, he hated it. He could not deal with anybody looking at anybody besides himself because he already felt like a victim his whole life. Like, oh, everyone's looking at my mom instead of me. Oh no, right. no, everyone's looking at my right. wife instead of me. Oh, yeah. oh good, I'm going to choose this wife. Nobody looks at her. Yeah, and right. Camilla's all, also always behind the scenes, I'm sure, pumping his ego up and mm-hmm. saying, you can do it, honey. <laughs> I don't know if that's how she would say it. <laughs> <laughs> Go get him. Like, <laughs> um, but it, yeah, she she really filled that role for him. And so maybe he, maybe he just couldn't take 
I mean, it's, it all falls on Charles. It has nothing to do yeah, with Diane. She does. can't be how wonderful no, she is. Totally. But it also sort of, and we'll get to this when we get to the board, but it's like the queen's shadow seems to loom really large mm-hmm. where he can mm-hmm. handle, he can handle maybe one woman in his life who just like takes over and he has to sort of kowtow to and defer to, but two was too much for him. Something like that. And so Camilla was someone who would lift him up as opposed to sort of overshadow him. So yeah, it all has to do with his that's that's just his insecurity though. Yes. Is it his because yeah. we have jealousy here, but is it worth putting Charles's insecurity? Is that do we feel like I there's think a that's distinction? better? I think I, feel I think like, we should I think change it to insecurity. That or also like his to me it just speaks to like his very fragile ego. You know what I mean? Yes. Like an inability to handle somebody else's yeah. you know, stardom. Like that I, as if it has anything to do with you or, you know, like insecurity, ego, what jealousy, like it's all kind of wrapped up, I guess. I think Kristen nailed that it. it's flat. The whole thing can be described as floppy, floppy Charles. Charles. <laughs> <laughs> so floppy. <laughs> Everything about him is so floppy. The hair, the, the nose the spine, the ears, and, and his insecurity and jealousy. I will never be able to look at him and not think of Floppy. And now he's the king? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Long live the king. I guess so. Yikes. Well, should we take a break and then start knocking things off the board? Let's do it. Yeah. Sounds great. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, who's to blame for the affair? 
between Charles and Camilla? Is it the queen? Floppy Charles? Prince Charles's heartbreak? Family business? Camilla? Animalistic sexual energy that can't be controlled by space, time, or reason? The tabloids? Public appetite for royal trash? Andrew Parker Bowles? Puritanical sex culture? The cheating gene? The myth of monogamy? Risky behavior slash forbidden fruit? Lack of love? Charles's jealousy or Charles's insecurity. Mm. I don't oh. think there's anything we can knock off the board. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know who's not on the board? Who? And who shouldn't be on the board is Prince Princess Diana. No, she's right. the victim. Oh, she's far away from this board. Far away yeah. from this and board. And I know I, that I, some yeah, go I on. know some people are gonna say Diana yeah. had a role in this. Some sure. people especially royalists like to say, well, Diana cheated too. They do a yes. lot of what about mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But she didn't start it. He he was cheating before her. Mm-hmm, totally. Mm-hmm. I don't this, see it this here. This was bigger than her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So then what happens now? I mean, can we blame the queen? I, I would rather blame the queen's shadow than the actual queen because it's up to Charles to stand up to, for himself. Yeah. And even so... The Queen's Shadow, we, Queen and the Queen's Shadow, would probably take that off the board. Mm-hmm. Because I it, know... it falls into his insecurity. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think so. Especially if you're next in line. It's like you're just... Bro, you're just just chill. <laughs> You'll yeah. get Well, there. and that's the reality, right? Like, the Queen's always going to be the Queen. You're always going to be the next... Like, the, that's just mm-hmm. the cards that you're dealt. I think. So you're going to... Like, if you got to fight for something, then the, that's on you to fight for it. Yeah. 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 I sometimes wonder if Charles thought, so, so the queen's dad died really young. That's mm-hmm. why the queen in her early 20s was already ascending the throne, right? Because her dad died so young. Right. I sometimes wonder if Charles thought, well, mom's probably going to die young too. So I'll just mm. play along with what mom wants for now. And then right. later on, I'll be able mm. to have fun. Little did he know that she was going to live Forever. Forever. (laughs) 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 Yeah. But regardless of how long she was going to live, long or short, whatever that was going to be, the queen, I don't think she can be blamed for this. No. I don't think so. How old are they, Kristen? Are uh Charles and Camilla now? Oh, they're in their mid-70s. They're solidly like old enough to know better. Also, like Old enough to be retired, not starting a new job at this point, right. but maybe they never worked before now, so maybe it's time they start. <laughs> <laughs> they were retired until 75. Right. They were born <laughs> <in> retirement. <laughs> a reverse career. Uh, they're royals. They really aren't like us. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, a, a few of these could be folded into one uh, into each other. Okay. The, the, we've got the cheating gene, the puritanical sex, sex culture, the myth of monogamy. I think all of this could fall into the thrill of risky behavior, the thrill of the forbidden fruit. Okay. Do you think so? Hmm. I, I think they're similar. Um, but I don't think that that's really the problem that led to the affair. Even though those things may have been factors, I, I don't think we can say all the blame is in that. Right. Yeah. I might throw all of that into the puritanical culture. Okay. 
yeah. versus throw it into a risky behavior. Yes. Because I feel I, like risky like behavior that. is because you're stuck in this puritanical. That makes yeah. sense to me. That makes sense to me. And I also want to take Andrew Parker Bowles off the list because I do think that whatever arrangement they had in their marriage, it was working for them. And bless, I guess, do what do 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 as you want, right? I, I don't think he had. I, if anything, it's more Camilla for causing this kind of drama. Like she could have had an affair with someone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. What do you think about putting Prince Charles's heartbreak and his jealousy and insecurity all into this amazing flop Charles Charles. uh, (laughs) category, rolling that all? Because it just seemed to encapsulate all of it. It's just who he is. Mm-hmm. And and it's also his, his circumstances, but it's his reaction to his circumstances, yeah. you know, really. Yeah. And I mean, I, I know we're not supposed to say other people have it tougher. That's minimalizing other people's experiences. But mm-hmm. quite frankly, other people have had it tougher and stood up for themselves. Charles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, what about family business? I do like that. It's a messed up business. It really is. It really is. It's like you can never leave the reality show. You're always on it all the time. Right. But that's why I feel like they're kind of there for they, You can't not. I guess you could leave, right? Like Harry did. He's like, I'm not. Yeah. Out. Harry and Meghan are doing great. Yeah. <laughs> they live in a mansion. They're hanging out right. with Oprah all the time. <laughs> they each have these contracts for jobs that don't really seem like jobs. Like, chief inspiration officer or whatnot where they make like 80 million a year for things like that yeah <laughs> That's certainly nice. love that gig also yeah. the the first king um her, their uncle uh uh yes the queen's oh, yeah. uncle edward he, he edward. stepped down he stepped down he so did. he could be with wallace simpson yeah yeah I, he, so yeah, you can leave. People have you left. You can leave. Yeah. yeah. You can, it, it's not unheard of, but it, it it feels like hard to leave behind that kind of money if you have nothing to fall back on. I feel like Harry had Megan who was like, honey, Hollywood, there's a world out there. We can make a ton. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. She was a self-made millionaire already. She's like, look at what I did. <laughs> yeah. Imagine us doing this together. Also, I mean, frankly, uh, Harry... He had tons of his own money. And I'll say this. Charles has tons of his own money, too. He did not have right. to pay inheritance tax when his yeah, mom filthy died. Rich. Yeah, oh. he's filthy wow. rich. So he could actually leave if he wanted to. He had the money. Well, to that point, though, and I guess this goes back to like tabloids and like royal trashes. Yes, you can leave the royal family, but the, the royal family never leaves you. Like people are That's still true. going to be talking about the fact that he left the royal, you know, that these people right. left the family. What are they doing now? And the scandal and mm-hmm. shaming. Megan got so much slack for that and was blamed. She for, still does every right. single day in the tabloids. She does. Yeah. Yeah. They so, always find a reason to rag on her. Yeah. That goes back to how dangerous a family business can be. Sure. So I think we should keep that on the board for now. Okay. Okay. We keep Camilla on animalistic sexual energy that can't be controlled by space, time, or reason. <laughs> I wish mm-hmm. I had a, a bottle of that. <laughs> <laughs> but that I feel like, like to Chris's point, it's a bottle, right? You take it and then it wears off after a while. Like, yes. 
<laughs> There's right. no way to think that. The, maybe they still have it. Yeah, maybe they I like, hope for them. It might be a do. wine cellar full of it, you know? They have wine cellars. They have a big stock of it. Yeah, they're the royal, so they have access. Yeah, there's like 8,000 <laughs> barrels still that haven't been tapped yet. Right. <laughs> um, okay, do we fold so that into something? That, yeah, I, I think we fold that into, I mean, just Camilla and Charles and Floppy Charles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> um the tabloids the public they're i'm just gonna say this trash. it's not the tabloids fault they were having the affair it is the tabloids fault that we know about the affair right right so, so then even though charles and camilla have a contentious relationship with the tabloids hot and cold with them the tabloids didn't make the affair happen the tabloids didn't lock them in a room and say now you two yeah. have to you know yeah. get down Right. And although it's some dirty reporting, like we need, the, we need reporting, right? Like you, you, they're the Royals. They're like an important part of that society. So you do want to keep tabs on like what they're doing in case they're actually doing something very nefarious, but that's it true. Just seems that's true. true. And sometimes they do very nefarious things. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, do we just take them off, but like maybe it's like a finger wag? Yeah. 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 I also yeah. want to say like, is having an affair that nefarious? Um, no. no. No, but taking like last year when Charles gave titles like knighthoods away in exchange for suitcases of cash, that's nefarious. That, that's nefarious. That's and I'm glad that that was written up. <laughs> yes. I'm glad that they have. Yes. I'm glad that they have reported what Andrew, not Andrew Parker Bowles, but Andrew without a last name. That would be Charles's <laughs> younger brother. I'm glad that they have reported what Prince Andrew has done. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. some terrible things. Yeah, yeah. So now, yeah, I'm, and I'm not saying that having an affair isn't nefarious within a marriage. I'm sure that you know if if the arrangement is that you're not going to have an affair and then you have an affair, well, right. then that's a problem. That's, that's, a problem. <laughs> but that's not breaking international law. No, <laughs> right, right. Well, it, it 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 it's just sort of relative to this again, pure tanical sex yeah. culture that's mm-hmm. what the tabloids are sort of counting on for people to you know understand it in that scope right. so right. they heighten the it number. gets lost it like it seems like fluff that like lost with like the real yeah. business that like you do want to know about because there's a lot of people in the uk who don't believe in the royals and don't believe that they should be funded the way that they are mm-hmm. and given that power or that lifestyle because people are like you know struggling to work and live themselves so it's like it's unfortunate when like some of the reporting focuses on things like a sexual affair versus what we were just talking about, Prince Andrew getting cash for titles. Yeah. yeah that was Prince Charles who did that. Or Prince Charles. Sorry. Prince yeah. Charles. No, Andrew's done the other bad stuff. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Now we've got five good culprits. Mm. We've got Floppy Charles. We've got a family, but the dangers of a family <laughs> business. <laughs> Camilla puritanical sex culture and a lack of love still uh, up on the board. And I, I, I do feel like it's a, it's a lack of compassion that people have toward the way they treat other people. Mm-hmm. If that was implemented into, if that had, if, if Charles had that gene, is that a gene? The love gene? <laughs> if there's a cheating gene, can, is it possible to have a gene of compassion? Because Isn't I don't think Charles like- has it. That's just like the bar is so low, it's on the floor. Like, be a human. That's not like, come on. Like, oh, let's not victimize teenage girls and use them as lamb to the slaughter, to Mm. paraphrase what Diana referred to the situation as. Um, Wow. 
she, yeah. she felt like lamb to the slaughter and he just played along with that that's terrible and and then that's that's the person who is vowing to be your partner yeah not cool bro it all feels so based on optics too right like the royal family are such in the spotlight that it's all just like i mean i, I just feel like you read about it or like even the way it's portrayed on like film and television is just about like the way that the royals are supposed to come off and the tradition of it all and how we do things. And that seems so rigid that like these people are like kind of falling victim to the, I don't know, the like tradition of all of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that goes back to that family business again. Yeah. Right. Mm, family business. Uh oh. <laughs> so here's where I'm, I, I think we take lack of love for now off the board. And I am leaning towards sending both Floppy Charles and Camilla to the alarmist jail and slapping the dangers of of, uh, involving yourself in a family business. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a great verdict, personally. I think that's great. Yeah, because the two people having the affair were Floppy Charles and Camilla. It was those two. Nobody held a gun to their head. Nobody mm-hmm. forced them to have an affair mm-hmm. for decades. They chose to. Mm-hmm. And I think that puritanical sex culture is just what made it so sexy to them. Right. Which made it more fun. Which made it more fun. Yeah. And and also contributed to why he ended up marrying Diana, even though he didn't love or care about her. Right. 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 Exactly. It's sort when of when he should have been with whole... Camilla all along. But at the right. end he was of the floppy day, and then didn't choose yeah. to be with her. That's at the end of the day, he should have made that choice. He should have stood up for himself. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to okay. call it. Yeah. The dangers of a family business. You're getting the big slap. <laughs> <laughs> floppy Charles and Camilla. You're going to the alarmist jail. And I have to say, this is this is a new thing we're doing now at the alarmist. We have to thank Alarmy member Catherine Cook for the new jail wing at the alarmist. Yes. She she is one of our our new patrons. She's in the Cure of the Plague uh membership. <laughs> Cured the Plague membership uh tier. And thanks to Catherine Cook, uh, we now have a new wing that uh, Charles and Camilla. <laughs> They're the first one? Of course these royals are the first ones to go. I can't believe it. Unbelievable. That's it's the way they are. Nobody else can have it until we no, do. Exactly. <laughs> you go to this beautiful new wing of the alarmist jail. And they get it first. Oh, of course. What are the odds? They're just blessed. Yeah. Some people just come into this world and are just <laughs> lucky, aren't they? <laughs> They're not like us. <laughs> um, but Kristen, thank you so much for, uh, you know, helping us get to the bottom of, of the affair. We There's no one else I would have mm-hmm. wanted to do this with. Nope. Well, this was so much fun. Thank you for having me back on the show. I always just have the best time with you all. And... <laughs> This was no exception. Um, I, I feel sorry for whoever's editing this. <laughs> very loud, snorty cackles through a lot of this. You might have to deal with some leveling issues, but this was so fun. Thank you so much. In the aftermath, a year after her divorce from Charles, Diana tragically died in a car crash on August 31st, 
1997 in Paris. This caused Charles to put his campaign to introduce Camilla to the public on hold while he handled the arrangements of Diana's funeral. In 1998, the plans to introduce Camilla as his partner slowly resumed, and he announced that Camilla had met his sons. In 1999, the first pictures of Charles and Camilla as a couple were publicly released. She soon moved into Clarence House with Charles and began to appear on official paperwork in 2003. An announcement of their engagement was released on February 10, 2005, and the two married just a couple months later on April 9, 2005. Following the death of his mother, Queen Elizabeth, on September 8, 2022, Charles officially became known as King Charles III. The Alarmist is now on Patreon. Subscribe and get ad-free content along with bonus episodes. Go to patreon.com slash the alarmist or check out the link in our show description. Visit our website, www.thealarmistpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at The Alarmist Podcast and on Twitter at Alarmist The. You can also send us your thoughts via email to thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was produced and engineered by Clayton Early with editing by Molly Hockey and fact-checking by Chris Smith. Thank you to our associate producer and researcher, Crystal Dinsberg. The Alarmist is executive produced by Rebecca Delgado-Smith. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing Independence Day, the movie. The Alarmist. Powered by ACAST. Imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.